Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. Usually Jason would write something interesting for us to say or discuss as an opening for these episodes. Today, nothing. Ooh, You've given yeah. me nothing. Look, I figured we could just try and be a little bit spontaneous. So what have you got? Well, how are we doing so far? Does it sound spontaneous? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah. Trailer talk. Let's go straight to t- trailer talk. And uh, we've only got one and we're talking about Doctor Sleep. So this is based on a novel by Stephen King. It's uh, it's playing as a, as a sequel to The Shining, or both the book does and and this movie. Um, I was wondering whether this was a sequel to you know the Stanley Kubrick Shining that came out with um, Jack Nicholson as Jack Torrance, or potentially the sequel to whether a sequel to a movie or or just like the book sequel adapted. But from this trailer, there are snippets and footage from that Stanley Kubrick film. So, it looks like a continuation of the Kubrick one. Yeah. Famously, Stephen King didn't like that movie. Which makes this all very interesting. Years later in the 90s, there was a TV movie or TV mini event. Yeah, yeah. And that was closer to what Stephen King wanted it to be. Where Stanley Kubrick kind of did his own thing. I love that movie. But this, fantastic. But this trailer, we're seeing clips... Well, I'll say, okay, it looks like we're seeing clips from that original movie, but everything in this trailer, the writer and director has come out and said, has been shot completely new for this film. Oh, so the shots of, say, Danny riding his in, little In the corridor, the, the blood. Oh, that's all new. It's all new for this film. Mike Flanagan, the guy responsible for the haunting of Hill House, is behind this movie. That's... Just knowing that, I am all in. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny, all grown up, played by Ewan McGregor. He mentions The Shining, which is great. <laughs> I think this looks really good. I mean, they're capturing the... Even though that's interesting that you're saying that, they, you know, it's it's all new, new footage has been shot, but it's like they're capturing the vibe of of that Stanley Kubrick movie. And the music And the music cue at the end, yeah, over the title card, like... I wouldn't have known any different. So, oh my god, like, yeah. Obviously, they're doing like an homage to it in a way. They're keeping. It's not really a homage. They're just re-showing what we've already seen. Yeah. But they're doing it new for this film, and whether they've just done it for the trailer, or whether it is part of the film and it's a flashback. But with it being a continuation, it's just going to be a flashback, isn't it? It's not going to be a homage. Well, that's it. I would like to see these recreated flashbacks in the film, I'd like, yeah. Yeah, no, I would as well. We've got Rebecca Ferguson. She's in here. It looks good. Like, it does look like a good film. And again, Flanagan behind this, I've got a lot of faith in it. When they first announced a sequel to The Shining, you're like, what is it going to be? And now we know. Looks good. Okay, straight into movie news. Avengers Endgame will re-release in cinemas with new footage. But the question, though, will it be enough to beat Avatar at the box office? I mean, I care, but a lot of people—they don't care if it beats it or not. It's oh, just, people care. People not everybody, care. but I I'm, think I people <laughs> listening to this care. I've been tracking it every day. I do a little check to see how it's going. We're about as of the twenty-third of June. We're about forty-three million off. I think that's a lot. <laughs> that is a big gap. But I think re-releasing it new footage and apparently I heard we're talking at least 10 minutes 
of unseen material. I heard it's going to be like some sort of post-credit scene. There's going to be a tribute. Originally, they said post-credit. Now they're saying there's going to be more than that. So footage throughout the movie, like extended so you've got to scenes. Think that who are the open is going to go and watch this? Is it people that didn't see it the first time and finally want to watch it now? Is it people that want to watch it for the new footage, or is it people like me that only actually got to see it once on the big screen? And whether there's new footage or not. I'm tempted to go back. Here's an excuse. All of the above. All of the above. I mean, I thought that this movie is going to get a push in the next week or two before Spider-Man comes out. Or even in the first week of Spider-Man. It will get an extra boost. A few, few million. I don't know how much. But I think it, it still has the legs to to catch Avatar's spot. I don't know. I don't even know if we're going to get this extra footage in cinemas in Australia here. I don't know if you've heard otherwise. If I had the option of going, like if, a, if the cinemas here were saying, yeah, come check out that new footage, I probably would give it a pass. I've seen the movie twice already. See, I just, wait, I just saw wait. it the once and I ran out of time to watch it again. Did Avatar on its I mean, first it's still run, out in cinemas. You it is, it is. It. That's true, that's true. Did Avatar on its first run get the number at the box office that it has now or did that have to have a re-release? Its re-release, I think, gave it another $9 million off the top of my head. I would no, like no, it could be for I would I'd like for Endgame. Is it nine million or ninety million? I'm not sure because you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would <laughs> like for Endgame to be number one because you've got to ask if not Endgame, can it be done? Yeah, if it's not because be this, this movie. movie is unprecedented, and all the movies that were used to build up to this. Avatar had such a unique thing. You know how I feel about that movie. You know, like, I don't rate it as much as other people do the special effects amazing the technological advancements all cool just the movie was a bit yeah it was just at that time you know 3d cinema people were like what is this it was an event it was wow let's go see avatar 3d that obviously had a boost on the box office as well yeah it, it just it was in cinemas a lot longer than endgame has been so far it was there for almost like 10 months or so. I do remember watching Avatar and also that was like an event and you're right, just not been seen before because in the 80s we got 3D movies, you know, the little specs with the blue and red lens. This was proper 3D. Mm. It was before all the studios jumped on the bandwagon, copied it and just didn't do it nowhere near as well. Like it was an experience. Not only just watching the film, you were getting that extra level. An extra box office revenue from the 3D tickets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But that's unprecedented. It's still amazing. Even a movie like Endgame, struggling to catch it as it is, it does put Avatar on a pedestal and it shows the achievement that Avatar actually had at the box office. So, yeah, give it praise for that. You know, you mentioned the new Spider-Man film. Do we actually know here in Australia it's been released on a Monday? Do we know why? I still haven't worked it out. It makes no sense. Monday, the 1st of July, here in Australia, that's when we get Spider-Man. Now, is that... I mean, a worldwide release, I'm assuming. Is is that a special day in the world? <laughs> is there like a July 4th week that it starts or something? I don't know. Like, is July 4th... I, I mean, that's a holiday in America, It would still America, be Thursday or Friday, wouldn't it? So then, yeah, it'd still be Monday or Tuesday, whatever the time I'm sure it's a Google is. search away, but I just... I thought you may have known and... Nah. I just... I don't know. It's, it's very peculiar. Just like seeing it on ads and posters released Monday, the 1st of July. Mm. In the UK, in America, new releases come out Fridays. Here in Australia, we do get it on Thursday. So Sometimes Wednesday, stand- but usually but Thursday. That's a preview, yeah. but... Th- 
Thursday yeah. is the new release day. But Monday, it's just odd. It's okay. bizarre. Cool. Um, but talking Spider-Man, let's talk Venom. Venom 2. Um, Tom Hardy is officially confirmed to return for the sequel. I kind of thought this was a given. Same. But it's just been confirmed. Amy Pascal, producer at Sony. Not only has she come out and said this, she's mentioned that potentially we could see Tom Holland as Peter Parker Spider-Man in that sequel, which just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and then apparently people have also been talking to Kevin Feige and he's come out and said he's open to it happening, but it's up to Sony to make it happen. And it's just like, wait, what is I going on? I mean, we're on? talking about Venom a financial success but not a critical success and we weren't fans of that movie no and after watching it it was a little case of well I kind of don't want him in the MCU I would like an MCU version of Venom but yeah not this Tom Hardy one I don't know yeah but either way we're getting more maybe Spider-Man will pop up but this is the Spider-Man spin-off film where Spider-Man apparently doesn't exist Wonder Woman 1984 it's not the best audio, but there's a new poster. <laughs> and I say new. <laughs> Two, three weeks ago, this poster came out, but it's it's kind of new-ish. And so it happened after our last movie so This is show. the one where she's wearing like gold and it's, it's got like... It's gold armour and it's reminiscent of the armour she wears in the Kingdom Come right, comic, yeah, yeah. which is pretty cool. But the thing with this, it's set in the 80s and they've gone very colourful. You had comparisons to Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, like if you look at the posters for Thor Ragnarok, the colour schemes they were using in their marketing, the greens, the purples, the reds, those colours. Bright. Like, yeah, 80s, neon. I think that's right, yeah. Oh, well, it's not neon, but it is like pastel. It's like it's yeah, the yeah, use yeah. of bright colours. And I think if you're going to compare DC and Marvel characters, I think Wonder Woman and Thor are fairly close. This is a poster for a movie that is set in 84, so I think the colours completely work. They used bright colours for a different reason with Thor Ragnarok, but I think advertising for both movies works. And this is a pretty cool poster, and we, and our first look of Wonder Woman in costume in that film. Looks it's good. cool that we're getting a new costume, though. That's something to yeah get excited about. Uh, keeping it at DC, Black Adam. Director Wam Colette Sierra is re-teaming with his Jungle Crew star Dwayne Johnson for Black Adam. This is the director that did all them Liam Neeson films. The last one we talked about <laughs> on the podcast was the Taken on a Train. Yes. That's it. That's <laughs> also known as The Commuter. And he did other Liam Neeson action thrillers. Yeah, the Taken on the Blank. But he's currently finishing up Jungle Cruise, which is the Disney movie based on the theme park ride. And Dwayne Johnson has worked with him first there. And yeah, Black Adam. This is a movie that's been talked about for the longest time. And he, he, the character was supposed to be in Shazam, wasn't he? Yeah. Originally, he's a Shazam villain or anti-hero. Yeah. You know, Very they sad. recently did the uh, MTV Movie Awards. And I didn't watch it, but I saw the clip of... Zachary Levi and Dwayne Johnson together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Each of them wearing the colours of their characters, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm. But just seeing them together, you just think Levi is going to get his ass kicked. <laughs> Black Adam is a mountain. But I'm just glad that we've got some proper traction because we're always hearing this movie is still happening. But now they've got a director. Joker, quick bit of news. Todd Phillips has confirmed the movie will be rated R. 
That is R in America. So what are we thinking here in Australia? MA15? MA, I'd say. Yeah, that's pretty good. Either way, the rating fitting of that first trailer. I think so, yeah. This movie looks to be a crime-ridden 70s taxi driver type movie. R-rated. I like it. Yeah, nothing about that first trailer shouted, oh, this is for kids and, you know, the young lads. Like, this is, yeah, yeah, look dank. So, so DC Comics now, they've bring got it. a new imprint, Black Label, or DC Black Label. And if it was a comic, that's what that, this movie would be. Yeah. Like, purposely yeah. aimed at a more mature audience. All right, so some Ghostbusters news for you. Uh, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Sigourney Weaver... Uh, will all return for the new Ghostbusters. Annie Potts says she will return for Ghostbusters 3. Uh, of course, she played Janine in the original two Ghostbusters films and had a cameo as Vanessa the Desk Clerk in the 2016 reboot. So, got four names. Let's unpack this. In an interview, Sigourney Weaver has said she's looking forward to getting back together with the guys and, and filming this new film. Yeah. Those guys, although we didn't mention, we've got to think Ernie Hudson and then Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, as you've said. So that's what's happened. In an interview, doing press for Toy Story 4, and this blew my mind, by the way. I didn't realise that <laughs> Annie, Annie Potts was Bo Peep. But anyway, <laughs> she got asked if she would return, and her response was, probably, I'd like to. Right. I'd like it to as well, but we'll <laughs> okay. just have to wait and see. Scrooged. Bill Murray. We're keeping it Bill Murray. Paramount and Kevin Hart have teamed up to develop a remake of Scrooged, the 1988 Christmas comedy that starred Bill Murray. Of course. Love that movie. Um, Yeah. One of my favourite Christmas movies. Absolutely love it. It is up there with Christmas Vacation and the Santa Claus. That's, Tim a, Allen. that's a fair statement. But do you want a remake? Oh, no, I can watch this one. <laughs> I, could, I could just watch the one that I really like. It is a great movie, yeah. and I still watch it. It is such a good film. And Kevin Hart in this one will be the shouting. Yeah, <laughs> is that what you mean? No, Kevin be, Hart will be shouting. He'll be the Scrooge character. He will be, yeah. and okay. and he'll be shouting. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. He does it well. <laughs> He's a good <laughs> Kevin Hart. Good shout out. But he is though. But yeah. that you can't. He's going to be doing that. Um, here's a segue for you, Bill Murray. Hey! Bill, Bill and yeah. Ted, face the music. I like it. Yeah. Um, Subtle. <laughs> the movie has cast uh, Samara Weaving as Bill's daughter. Now, Samara Weaving is Hugo Weaving's niece, I believe. I did not know that, but knowing what she it's, looks like, it's in the eyes. I can see yeah. the resemblance. Um, Bridget Lundy Payne will, uh, has been cast as Ted's daughter. But the big question... Is she related to anybody famous? I don't believe so. I mean, she probably is. I've seen the pictures of the two actresses side by side. and it, They look like the daughters of Bill and Ted. It works. I mean, not them together, obviously. But they look... <laughs> <laughs> you can see the resemblance. They went to a lab. Oh! Bill and Ted mix the... Never mind. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> mix the genes? <laughs> mix the genes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, Anthony Carrigan um, will star as the main villain. You might know him from HBO's Barry. I feel like I've missed the boat on this. Yeah, what is Barry? I'm going to have to catch up. <laughs> oh, Barry, it's the it's the HBO show, and the actor is... He was in that movie, that thing, Trainwrecked with Amy Schumer. 
is in It Chapter 2. It will come to me, but until it does, he plays a hitman that wants to be an actor. Ah, very good. And Henry Wrinkler, he's in there. Yeah. Season two starred, and it's meant to be really good. But the actor, Carrigan, you may know him as Victor Zaz in Gotham. Oh. So he's a real up-and-comer at the moment. Why would you say that? <laughs> well, I thought you'd know Barry, and it'd be a good conversation start. Honestly, it is bugging me now. The actor, you know who I mean? He was in Saturday Night Live. Well, I know Victor Zaz from Gotham. No, I'm oh, talking who? about the actor that plays Barry in Barry. Oh. That actor, black hair. No, I, I don't know. I'm lost now. I just know that people are listening and they're shouting out the actors now. Yeah, no one's shouting. Stop yelling. They, they know Stop him. Stop yelling. Um, Bill, and Ted, the, Bill and Ted Face Music um, will be written by Ed Solomon and Chris Matheson, who were responsible for the previous two films and will be directed by Galaxy Quest director Dean Parasot. Bill Hader. Thank you, IMDb. That's, That's where we were... Act- oh, the <laughs> lead... The actor. The lead yes. male. Yes. Uh, but going back to what you just said Alpha then. Alpha 5 in Power Rangers. We could have... There were so oh, many... Oh, yes. So many okay. more examples. Bill Hader. The other cop that wasn't Seth Rogen in Superbad. I could go on. But I got there. <laughs> <laughs> with assistance from IMDb. But with the credits there, with the writers and the director, I'm liking all of that. So we've got the original stars of Bill and Ted coming back, also the original writers. And Galaxy Quest. I like that film. So it all sounds very promising. Soul. Are you familiar with this one? This is Pixar's new film that is set to premiere June 19th, 2020. Yeah, I've uh, heard about it on our own Facebook page (laughs) just the other day. And I was like... What is that? You are welcome. That's not uh, <laughs> that one about the fairy tales. That's something that's, different. That, yeah, good point. That's that's Pixar as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's the one with Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. And it's not called Un- Enchanted because that's the... That's uh, the Matt Groening the cartoon. Amy... No, that's Disenchanted. Oh, that's Disenchanted. Enchanted is Amy the Adams. Amy Adams. We are getting what too off on? track. Um, Soul... Disney says the movie will take you on a journey from the streets of New York to the cosmic realms to discover the answers to life's most important questions. This movie seems intense. Like that premise. Like, you made up a good point, though. Soul is a year from now. And they announced this when Toy Story 4 was released. Mm. So in 12 months' time, you get our next Pixar movie. So when does the Chris Pratt one come out? That we are both completely... I nearly got it then. I nearly got the title. <laughs> Un- I will do it without Unbound. Is it Unbound? No. Unbounded? I'm not going to look at IMDb this time. But it's... We can just speculate. Overlooked? Ah, who, who cares? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we literally talked about the trailer last episode. Yeah, it was like three weeks ago. What are you going to do? Um, but anyway, so... But two Pixar movies. Yeah. Wow, cool. It's been done. It's been done. In one year, though. Mm. Two but Pixar in one interesting year. Interesting thing with, that, with Pixar is that they seem to they seem to be, like, their whole period of sequels is behind them at this stage anyway. Ah. They're doing original... Well, obviously, we're getting whatever that movie is called, Unbound or something, and and Soul. So, don't look it up. What? <laughs> don't look it up. <laughs> just keep talking. Just keep talking. Uh, I'm just going to go to the next story. Um, the Kingsman. Onward. <laughs> <laughs> with the Pixar oh, movie. Onward to our next story. Kingsman, the Secret Service um, prequel is officially titled The King's Man. Um, it will be in cinemas February next year, so 2020. So 
This one will be more of a period drama rather than a spy thriller, apparently. And we've got an official plot which reads, As a collection of history's worst tyrants and criminal masterminds gather to plot a war to wipe out millions, one man must race against time to stop them. Yeah, I mean, it sounds, <laughs> it sounds good. So this being a prequel, so nothing to do with Eggsy, but we're going to get introduced to how this organisation first started and we are still said to be getting Kingsman 3 that will bring back right. Taron Edgerton. Okay, so that's... We get both. We... Yeah. They're expanding the world, which I am I am all for. And the, the cast that this movie has managed to attract is phenomenal. We've got Harris Dickinson. I'm not too familiar with his work, but he was in the TV series Trust. He is set for the lead role of Comrade, a cocky young hero eager to serve his country and continue his fight from World War One. We've also got Ralph Fiennes, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Gemma Arterton, Tom Hollander, Daniel Brawl, Charles Dance, Liam Neeson, Matthew Good, Stanley Tucci, Reese Ifans. Huge cast. That's a lot of names. And I'm a big fan <laughs> of those first two movies. And the title, The King's Man. I like it. I think very creative. Uh, that's my two cents. Fast and Furious 9. We've, um, I'm going to say casting news. It's more confirmation <laughs> of casting news. Universal has now confirmed that John Cena has officially joined the cast of Fast and Furious 9. There's no word just yet on what type of character John Cena will play. Only that he'll be a badass. Sounds I mean, right. Sure. Who else was he going to be? Has he ever played like a wimpy kind of character? Blockers, or I guess the full title, Cock Blockers. It was. It wasn't like a hard ass in that, or a badass. He wasn't a badass. He's a badass as you can get. But that's the only thing that's coming to mind. That where he's not necessarily up front kicking ass. Yeah, but that's fine. So exciting for the Fast and Furious fans. I don't think The Rock wants to work with Vin Diesel anymore. (laughs) Or maybe it's the other way around. Or maybe it's both. So they've had to find Vin Diesel, a new wrestling buddy, <laughs> and they've got John Cena. Okay. Um, Quentin Tarantino will co-write Django Zorro uh, with comedian Gerard Carmichael based on the crossover comic series. So the comic book series from Tarantino served as a sequel and takes place several years after the film. I cannot imagine Tarantino directing this. Well, he said what he's only going to do... 10 movies or something. Okay, right? but I know, but he, he always says something. Okay, sometimes it changes. But that means he's only got one left. I don't think it's going to be this. But this is crazy. I remember when they put it out as a comic and on the front cover, it was clearly Jamie Foxx, you know, as the lead character and Zorro. <laughs> what an interesting way to bring Zorro back. Mm. But this is a movie, right? Like It is a movie. This is a movie. And so- Gerard Carmichael, I'm a big fan of this guy. loved his sitcom. I still haven't seen him in... Transformers The Last Night. I've not got around to watching all two and a half hours of that movie yet. <laughs> but I'm to... interested. So are we expecting Jamie Foxx back? I, mean, I guess. Jamie Foxx would do anything. Let's I, I think. I mean, you'd and, have to, really. And Zorro, would we get... No, I don't <laughs> think it's Antonio Banderas. Yeah, you never know. Tell you what, though. Those movies. A lot of fun. The Mask of Zorro. Great. Anthony Hopkins passing the mantle. Bloody good fun. <laughs> Mm. Like good movies. Oh, they sound like comics. Maybe I could cover them <laughs> in an episode of Sounds Like Comics. Oh, jeez. Red Sonja. Transparent creator Jill Soloway has been hired to write and direct a Red Sonja film. 
Red Sonja is loosely based upon Red Sonja, a character created by Robert E. Howard. In the 70s, Marvel re-envisioned Red Sonja as a contemporary of Howard's Conan the Barbarian. Everything's about Conan these days. You know, it sounds like comics recently. <laughs> we an episode all about Conan the Barbarian. Mm. You know what I find really interesting, though? So we've got... So you've got Red Sonja, but Sonja is spelt with a J. The Marvel version. Right. But the Howard version, it was spelt with a Y. Like... And I guess that's the extent of the change. <laughs> so it's Red Sonja with a Y. Reinvented. And then reinvented Red Sonja with a J. Cool. Did you ever check out the... Because it was... There was a Red Sonja movie, wasn't there? There was with Bridget Nielsen. Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it, uh, but he plays a different character. We we talk about it in, <laughs> in our, that in our episode, episode, I guess. The guy, yeah, he goes, go, go Red Sonja, they've been trying to make this movie for a long time. I think at one point, Rose McGowan was attached to Star. Brian Singer was the director. He left the project. We don't need to get into why. And Jill Soloway has taken over. Sure. Cool. So there's going to be a prequel to The Hunger Games um, in the works at Lionsgate based on a forthcoming novel from author Susan Collins. So this is interesting because I heard about the book being written. um, And yeah, I was wondering. I was like, oh, I wonder if they'll adapt that as a movie. But I guess this is confirmation here that... Or did you just make this up? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's happening. (laughs) Okay, so it is happening. We are getting a movie. So that's cool. It is happening. Um, You're not... A fan of the movies, never watched them, have no I idea. I literally was about to go into the next story. <laughs> uh, I, no, I haven't. I have okay, not seen so. any of the movies. Look, it could be interesting. The most interesting thing about The Hunger Games is everything except The Hunger Games. So the world right, that they okay. live in and stuff. So to see that world come to it, like, you know, be built and sort of how did we get there, it's actually pretty interesting. I mean, without watching the movie, I'm assuming that the world in that first movie is in a bad place and then you've got is her name Katniss? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we've got the character Katniss <laughs> and she's fighting back and she's going to change things for the better. Sure. Yeah. So with the prequel then we're going to see how, how things end up things went to shit. Yeah. Cool. Magic Cable. Whoa. Remember that game? You just shake the ball and ask it a question and it is gives you a, a different message. Is it a game? It's like a toy. It's a Mattel Toy slash game, Mattel, they're all about games. Mattel and Blumhouse are teaming up to bring the Magic 8-Ball toy to the big screen. So yeah, toy, game. True for Dare, Kick-Ass 2 and Fancy Island director Jeff Wadlow will helm the picture, co-writing its script with Gillian Jacobs and Chris Roach. The fortune-telling toy was first introduced in 1950, notable for its many different answers to questions from those that shake it, including, is it certain, don't count on it, or ask again later. One of my favourites, uh, ask again later. Just ask him again. <laughs> right then. <laughs> I mean, Blumhouse, they're just, they're putting out decent stuff. But then mm. I'm finding they put that much out. I don't watch it all. And I don't feel as though I need to watch it all. But it's there. You have the option. You know, you'd think... You know, five years ago, if you were like, oh, yeah, a movie based on the Magic 8-Ball. Like, what the hell? But, I mean, we've had... What have we had? Emoji Battleship. movies, Battleship, <laughs> yeah, Hungry Hungry Hippo. No, they haven't done that yet. <laughs> That's they probably sh- coming. They should do that one. Where's my Monopoly money? Movie. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my Monopoly movie? <laughs> I have no money that I will even take Monopoly money. <laughs> Remember, we didn't finish the game that time. Where's my Monopoly money? 
<laughs> but you're right, there is movies based on games. We mentioned Jungle Cruise earlier, movies based on theme park rides. They make a movie about anything. I mean, they do. They, yeah. I mean, Angry Birds, wasn't that a mobile phone game? Yes, that's the end of the one. Who does a movie? Yeah. Ridiculous. <sighs> so, Halloween. Keeping it Blumhouse. <laughs> so, we got the we got that reboot, sequel kind of thing. Which I really Last year, enjoyed. Yeah, I really we enjoyed did that. a review. Um, so we're getting a sequel to that next year, 2020. Um, What's her name? Is back. Jamie Lee Curtis. That's the one. Thank did you. Did not need to use IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> that I was just, all me. I just blanked. Um, yeah, so we're getting that. If they call it Halloween 2, though, I will lose my shit. <laughs> if they call it just Halloween again, I will lose my shit. <laughs> Halloween 2 Electric Boogaloo yeah but it won't be 2 this would be the third movie in this sequence of movies I'm fully accepting that they have started again even though it's a continuation Halloween was the sequel to Halloween I agree with you though that they can't just call it Halloween 2 yeah Halloween with a subtitle just give it a subtitle yeah avoid the numbers avoid the numbers okay TV news (laughs) The Good Place to end with season four. Oh. The season finale will be an hour-long special. Oh, it could just be two episodes, but you know, I whatever, that works. I love The Good Place, and I know that you are a fan yeah, as fan, well. big fan, big fan. I completely support the show ending because it was initiated by the creator and writer of the show. He feels as though he's got to a point where the show will organically end and that's all the show will be. And that's, you know, refreshing, and that is only a good thing, and, and we will have the complete show as it is, finishing where it should. And, yeah, and not to give anything away, but if you're up to date with the show, it's like they're kind of running out of, you know, places to go. <laughs> so he's got the story he wants to tell, and he's going to tell that story across four seasons. Beautiful, and yeah, looking forward to it, and it will be sad to see it end, but hopefully it, it, it is a big bang, but not the big bang. Theory. The, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Got trapped there. Um, a CG animated SpongeBob SquarePants prequel series has been officially greenlit by Nickelodeon. Um, it's going to be called Camp Coral. Coral. Um, it will follow a 10-year-old SpongeBob during his summer at Sleepaway Camp. Did you watch the show? SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. Yes. Okay. Did you? No. Okay. It came after my time, so I didn't watch it. Yeah, I guess it came. I know there's a movie. For me, it came just in time. I okay. think. Yeah, we just they put made out it. a movie with David Hasselhoff, and he transforms into mm. some sort of boat or jet ski or something. Hasselhoff. Or... I've not seen the movie. He, I just he, know something happens with Hasselhoff. It's a cool movie. They did a sequel as well, and they they, they become like superheroes. It's cool. I watch them. It's fun. It's fun. Um, interesting though, like, you know, like Spongebob sort of became Nickelodeon, is it Nickelodeon? Yeah, Nickelodeon's sort of flagship character, I guess, after, you know, the Rugrats had sort of run its course. It was the next, like, big thing. With the Rugrats, they, you know, they did a spin-off where they made them older. With here, they're going backwards. All grown up. Yeah. That's what it's called. Here, they're going backwards. Are you interested? No. Okay. (laughs) I haven't watched Spongebob for a long time, and... Like, is the Spongebob, like, the core show still going? Like, is Spongebob still on? I don't know. Are they making As new somebody episodes? that has never watched it, I, yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, that, like, I don't know. Did they talk about doing a movie or another movie? 
They've done two movies. I know so... they did an anniversary thing recently, or or maybe it's set to happen, where they had the cast voicing the characters, but it was live action, and they did it as like a one-off special, like an anniversary thing. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Unless I just dreamed it up. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds pretty made up, but I think it actually happened. I think it's a thing. Well, in the... The thing with SpongeBob is like it is live action, like above the water. Oh, underwater's a cartoon. Yeah. Oh, that's why you got Hasselhoff up there of turning course, into yeah. a jet ski. Yeah. Is it a jet ski? I'm saying, is that what happens? No. Well, he's he's. What just, does he transform into? He himself. He just swims really but fast. I thought he jumped in the water and he transformed into something. No, he just does that just not happen at all. No, he uh, SpongeBob and Patrick the starfish they're riding his body right. So yes. So David Hasselhoff, you know Baywatch swimming. But does, I thought it was like a human transformer. Does that not happen? I mean, he, he his body goes stiff. <laughs> his feet, like, flap really fast. And he, he, he goes, zoom, like he zips through the water. But he doesn't physically transform like there a human no transformer. There is no transforming at all. He just is. He just is the jet ski. Monsters at work, then. <laughs> that is the Monsters, Inc. spin-off. Ben Feldman took to social media to officially introduce the world to Tyler Tuskman, an eager and talented mechanic in Monsters at Work, which, as I've said, is the upcoming animated Monsters, Inc. sequel series, and that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Ben Feldman, I primarily know him from Superstore, which is a brilliant US sitcom, and he plays one of the leads in that. But continuation of Monsters, Inc. on TV... I'll take it. Interested? Yeah. I'll take it. Um, I think we've been missing a lot of sort of Disney animated series uh, for a long time, and I think this is one where it could be a lot of fun. Like, I, I, yeah, I'd like to go back to the Monsters world um, in any way. Yeah. Hope, hopefully, it's good though as well. And I've said on here before that John Goodman and Billy Crystal are also back. Then holy shit. <laughs> the, yeah. the actors from the movie are back. That's a big They deal. are going to be background characters. But it's oh, okay. in that, that world, so, yeah, you're yeah. following... So I don't know how heavily they're going to feature, but I think even if it's the first episode, every couple of episodes, just having them there, it just gives the show a lot of weight. Like, this is not just a cheap TV show. Like, well, the they're going to put money behind it. It looks, the designs... It looks similar to a Pixar movie. Let's think about think about the production, right? Like, let's go a little bit behind the scenes. Let's say they they start off with 10, 13 episodes or something like that, right? They have them all scripted out, storyboarded. They know what they're going to make. They get John Goodman, Billy Crystal will come in for a day or two, record a whole bunch of lines. That's it. Here's your paycheck. Thanks, guys. Good seeing you again. Hugs all around. The characters could pop up in every single episode and have a couple lines here and there. From just a couple days' work from the two guys. Done. Easy. But Feldman in the lead. I think you've got a good voice actor there as well. So, yeah, sounds good. Um, Chip and Dale. Disney will reboot its chipmunk characters, Chip and Dale, for a new animated series. Again, on Disney+. Plus. Um, the series will not revive the Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers concept. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Yeah. Great show. Yeah, it's a great show. But we're also getting that Chippendale movie. Not Chippendale the dancer, but like you know, Chip <laughs> and Dale. <laughs> That's going to be a thing. I don't think anyone was thinking that. Two Chippendales. <laughs> Chip and Dale. 
I don't think I'm saying it correct. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's easier to see in written form. It is. Form. It is. You can see the the N yeah. standing strong between Chip and Dale. Yeah, Jurassic yeah. World <laughs> uh, Camp Cretaceous. We're yeah. gonna get an animated Jurassic Park or Jurassic World show on Netflix. Did you see this teaser? I did. I know we've moved past trailer talk. Yeah, I mean, I there's not much to it. There's music. There's text that I like to see. It always gets me excited. And then there's a freaking Velociraptor. And i got to say, the animation looks pretty cool. Like DreamWorks animation, they do put out good stuff. Like, my daughter's currently watching uh, the Boss Baby cartoon and Captain Underpants. And the animated series that they're putting out on Netflix mm. are pretty good. And yeah, Jurassic World is set to join them. This is obviously a continuation of Jurassic World. Steven Spielberg, Frank Marshall, Colin Trevorrow. They're all executive producing. Do we know anything else? More? Like story-wise? pretty much it now. We don't know when it's set. Don't know when it's based. We just know we're getting it next year. Sure. So I'm sure as we get closer, we're going to find out more and more information. But I wouldn't be surprised if we're not going to be following kids. And that's what it's going sure. to be. Our entry point will be kids. Camp. Whatever they're sense. going to get into. And Jurassic World on as a, TV. As a big Jurassic fan, you know I'm I'm there. And yeah, like again, from that shot of that Velociraptor, um, the animated version of it, it's like, damn, like, yeah, this ain't no kiddie cartoon. I mean, it could be family friendly and all that, but it's like, this isn't, it's not 2D animated. Like, oh, it's, I'm excited. I'm getting giddy. Magic the Gathering. Uh, we've got the uh, directors of Avengers Endgame. Um, of course, the Russo brothers, they will create an anime series based on Magic the Gathering for Netflix. You played the game? Hell no. Me neither. Marvel's Runaways. <laughs> to the next story, then, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's something of note. I mean, I know that Magic no, the Gathering course, is a big thing. Yeah. We're just not tabletop card playing. Guys, Marvel's Runaways finds it's Morgan Le Fay in Elizabeth Hurley. It's so season three. That's the big bad. Do you know who Morgan Le Fay is? Yeah, it's like, you know, back to medieval times, uh, Arthur and, you know, King Arthur. Oh, Merlin, okay. So she's a name. All them types. The general she, audiences know of. And like, she is a Marvel villain from the comics. Right, like Morgan yeah. Le Fay, but it goes back to those times. Okay. King Arthur, Knights of the Round Table, all of that. Elizabeth Hurley. So yeah. she's going to be like centuries old, however old, and she'll be in the modern day going up against the Runaways. Sounds all right. Um, the fifth and final season of Lucifer has been confirmed. I still haven't gone back and finished season two. <laughs> I want <wasn't> to. <laughs> so you're stalled, you're stalled on yet. two. So halfway two. I tried to get back on board with two, knowing that Tom Welling was joining the cast on three. It came back on four. We're getting a five. I just need to catch up. There's just no time. Mm. Now I got bored of the whole <laughs> procedural thing, to be honest. And that you're a big fan of the procedurals, like you. Oh, you can like be. The can be. Yeah, if it's a cop show, which this is, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a cop show without a devil, I'm all for it. What is a I procedural if not a cop show? No, I mean, oh god, like NCIS and all, like uh, CSI. I don't watch them. Are they still going? I think NCIS is still of course, going. Of course. Those shows were let us They should bring back Blue Healers. Bit of Aussie cop show. Yeah. But Lucifer. Yeah, yeah I've not seen Blue Healers. I know it's a thing. Yes. So, I've not seen it. So English. I don't know. Like, Lucifer. <laughs> the, 
the ingredients are there. Like it's based on Vertigo comics. It's something that I should be on board with. I was just losing interest, and then with everything else like there is to watch, I just never finished. Have you seen Lucifer? Yeah, I tried watching a couple of. Uh, See, it's not just me. Then. There's I'm not, something. I'm isn't not there? pushing you to watch it. I just no, don't. no, but I mean, you're <laughs> coming from a similar place to me. Then, exactly. Right? Yeah. We just haven't watched it. Both of us have Netflix. It's there. We're just not watching it. My struggle was, yeah, the the fact that he was like the devil, and it was just like he can just do, he can just make people do whatever he wants, and it was like some people. I mean, the cop. There's a mystery. In why the first few episodes, he... that's pretty much what was happening, and I was like, except for his partner, right, or something. Yeah, like it's and something like, to do with oh, something whatever. or other. I think she's the daughter of an I angel. Was like, everything. Or I was like, meh. There's no struggle here. Sorry if that's a spoiler, but then again, it might not be correct. She might not be the daughter of an angel. <laughs> um, Swamp Thing, shortly after the premiere of its first season, cancelled. Yes. Which is an interesting time to announce it. <laughs> it's been cancelled. <laughs> they put out the first episode. Now, this is the DC Universe streaming app, US only. We've we've not got access to it here in Australia. I don't know if, like Titans, we will get this on Netflix. But in the US at least, they got to see that first episode and the reactions were extremely positive. The audience, critical response, really positive. And on the back of that premiere episode, cancelled. Do you know the reason? Apparently, something to do with they thought they were going to get a tax cut shooting in Louisiana. Yeah. They set up and it didn't actually turn out to be correct, like somebody made a mistake somewhere. Basically, some big screw-up with the budget, essentially. Like, there's some budget issue. So with the tax cut, they would have been able to afford this series. But when they when they found out that they don't actually get that tax break, it became... A, it was too expensive for them to produce. Put them in... Yeah, put them in the ground. But on the back of that, though, like, all the news outlets, not all of them, but a lot of them were coming out saying that why has it been cancelled? Why has it been cancelled? Is oh, there a well, chance we... that it can be picked up by something or someone or like? I mean, I, I don't know how things work. <laughs> no, I mean, with, with a, a character like Swamp Thing, I think you could put out a successful movie. I think you could put out a successful season. But if you look at shows like Arrow, where they're about to, you know, go into their eighth season, are we looking at eight years of Swamp Thing? So you're, always you're seemed, coming at it going, you don't really even want a second. It's season. not about what I want. It just seemed like a short-term series anyway. I couldn't imagine it being going, you know, like Gotham going for five years. So maybe, and that was a bit. Uh, <laughs> but you know, maybe a season is enough. Maybe it gets picked up by Netflix, you know, that seems to be people's go-to. If a show gets cancelled, oh, maybe Netflix will pick it up or maybe it'll go somewhere else. You've got the DC Universe app in America, but then Warner Media are looking to launch their own app and you'd think that'd have to be worldwide, surely. Mm. And maybe they <laughs> pick it up. But maybe it just stays as one season. I mean, apparently they did have a three-season plan. <laughs> so, still that five or eight. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of But there were talks that they were going to be building to Justice League Dark and introducing other darker DC characters. But when it's all said and done, the, the whole season's been released, we get available here in Australia. I feel as though I would be happy with a solid season. Just one, a yeah. swamp thing. Which is good, because it's all we're getting. The character could start popping up all over the place, so that's, you know... Not dead yet. Um, Harley Quinn, Catwoman, will be voiced by Sanaa Lathan in the DC Universe's Harley Quinn animated series. 
Um, the best, the actress is best known for voicing Donna Tubbs in Family Guy and spin-off series The Cleveland Show, um, and has also appeared in the recent revival of The Twilight Zone. So we do not need to IMDb her. We do not. <laughs> because we know. We've got all the facts. I planned ahead. <laughs> because the name did not ring a bell so yeah, at just, all. Just a bit of casting news there for, um, yeah, old Catwoman. Titans were getting Mercy Graves in season two. She will be played by Natalie Gomed. She was in Doctor Who. Don't ask me who she played, but she was in it at some point across one of the many seasons. Also, we have Drew Van Acker from TV series Pretty Little Liars playing the role of Aqualad. So they're adding to the DC superhero roster. And Mercy Graves, that character, she is the head of security for Lex Luthor. Oh, okay, cool, cool. And she was recently in the last season of Supergirl on the CW. All over the place. It's getting yeah. a bit of coverage there. Yeah. Well, this character was prominent in Superman, the animated series. Oh. Which was really cool on that. <laughs> I just like it. They, just, cool they keep too. just... I felt as though with that first season of Titans, it felt, it was such a lived-in DC universe. And they're continuing that trend with season two. A Lobo. Uh, the spin-off series is in the works at Sci-Fi. Krypton's Emmett J. Scanlon will reprise the role. So... A Lobo film is still in development with Michael Bay as director, but we are getting, yeah, the spin-off of Krypton. This announcement was made before season two premiered. So at sci-fi, they've obviously got faith not only in this character, but this actor. Now, Lobo, my first introduction, funny enough, was Superman, the animated series. I just mentioned yeah, that. Yeah. And he was great in that. He was voiced by, I think, oh, no, in that, I was going to say Ron Pillman. He wasn't. It was uh, voiced by Brad Garrett. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From... Robert, from Everybody Loves Raymond. Raymond. And he was pretty good in that. But Lobo, you just envision of having this, like, this rough, like, gravelly voice. And he's essentially, like, he's a biker, but in outer space. And he's got his bike and he whistles for it. And he's a bounty hunter and he's a badass. And the actor in Krypton has got a really thick Irish accent. Right. So Lobo has appeared in that first season, just to He pops up, I think, the last five minutes of season two premiere. And he is oh, okay, going to yeah. be a main character throughout season two. But before that episode premiered, they announced this spin-off. Now keep in mind, this is sci-fi that is announcing this spin-off to Krypton. Now I know Krypton, that first season, has been good for the network. But this is sci-fi that cancelled both Happy and Deadly Class. Two shows based on comics. Yeah, wow. <laughs> So it's like on one hand, cancelled, cancelled, and here, this character can have hmm. a spin-off. Why not? Um, The Tick series um, is coming to an end. It will end after failing to find a new network. So we've previously talked about this. The show was cancelled. The creator, Ben Edlund, was looking to ship it around to different yeah. networks to get picked up. Who, Unfortunately, who not successful. Ah, the well. Tick is done, so just two seasons. Well, you can tick that up. Okay, now nah, that's yeah, all good. <laughs> and last story, Gina Davis will guest star in five of the ten episodes of the third season of Glow. You've been watching Glow, haven't you? I love it. He loves Glow. Honestly, he, I good. absolutely love it. I've never been a big WWF, WWE fan. When they announced a show based on the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, 
no appeal there. Watch the series. It is brilliant. <laughs> Honestly, I've recommended it on the show before as part of our recommend section. It is absolutely fantastic. I love it. And Gina Davis is going to pop in for five out of the ten episodes. And say hello five times. All for it. Um, okay, that's the end of our news part of the show. Um, got some recommends for you. I'll go first. Yes, please. Killing Eve. This is a show that everybody seems to have seen, loved the world over. They've just aired season two, and I just not got around to watching it. Now, here in Australia, complete series one and two is available on the ABC iView. So you can watch it there in the UK. You can watch it on the iPlayer, the BBC, and it's BBC in America, in America. Hmm. I'm plugging where you can watch it because if you're not seeing it, you should just bloody watch it because <laughs> this show is fantastic. Have you seen it? Nah, no, oh, what you're talking about. <laughs> Killing Eve is a British spy thriller starring Sandra Oh as a British intelligence investigator obsessed with capturing a psychopathic assassin portrayed by Jodie Comer. It is based on the Villanelle novel series by Luke Jennings. One of the driving forces behind this show is... Oh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She does the show Fleabag. And she'd been brought in to do the final draft on Bond 25. And I didn't understand why. Watching Killing Eve. Now I see why. It is a globe-trotting espionage thriller. And it's absolutely fantastic. This show looks expensive. They're going to these locations... Fantastic cast outside of the two leads as well. Like they're great in it. It is just a super stylized, polished show. The first series is made up of eight 42 minute episodes, and I think it's the same with series two. I've not got to that series yet, but it is just solid. Highly, highly recommend Killing Eve. Alrighty then. I'm going to throw it back to an old animated series. Um... Luke knows about this. I've been getting my hands on some old animated series. One's based on movies. Um, one I picked up was Jumanji, the animated series, obviously based or inspired by the 1995 film. Um, and, of course, the short story that both things are based on. Um, yes, it's cool. Three seasons, 40 episodes. I'm about halfway through. Um, and it's just bringing back heaps of memories, like watching it. Um, it's a bit different, you know, like every turn, every episode is essentially a turn and they, Judy and Peter get sucked into the game, voiced by Debbie Derryberry and Ashley Johnson, and you've got Alan Parrish voiced by Bill Fagerbake, who's the voice of Patrick Starr from Spongebob. Hey, you know, I like it. Yeah, don't know. Um, yeah, so they, they get sucked in the game, Alan's stuck there, and then the whole series is essentially about them trying to help him get out somehow. Um, they the clue that they get from their game is how they get out of yeah that turn I guess it's a lot of fun um, you got other voices Tim Curry plays Slick he's cool um, Van Pelt voiced by Sherman Howard it's a lot of fun if you haven't checked it out or if you watched the old episode back in the day like try and get your hands on it any way you know how I won't tell you how though. I mean, okay. didn't you just go to Amazon? Or was it an eBay purchase fee? Yeah, but I don't know the legalities of it. Is it what legal? do you mean? Because you buy it, and we're not supposed to be able to watch it because it's not available in this region. Are you talking about region-locked DVDs? Well, yeah. There is no law 
<laughs> against you purchasing a, a Region 1 DVD here in I Australia? Mean, I did it. But I mean, yeah. What do you mean? Of course there's no law against it. But then how am I watching it? Well, you can get multi-regional DVD players at Big W. That's true. Or just put it on Blu-ray player. But yeah. If you haven't got the complete series like <laughs> Jason does, I picked up the recent re-release of Jumanji, and they have two, maybe three full episodes of the animated series on there. Oh, it's on there. So you can at least sample some of the episodes. But if you want to break the law like Jason, I you could, you could buy saying, a Region I don't want to 1 DVD. That is crazy, man. Like I've got... I've got Region 2 DVDs from the UK. <laughs> Where I'm from, I have brought them here to Australia. Like, I don't want to... no way am I breaking any laws. I don't want to laws. question these international copyright laws. I don't know what the deal is. I'm just trying to do right by the public and the, <laughs> the podcast. But that's my recommend. Uh, Jumanji, the animated series. And now for some trivia. And what I have prepared is about Jurassic Park. Oh, cool. An animated series, not the one that we're going to get, but the one that was cancelled. Um, it was called Jurassic Park Animated Series. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a nice title. It is. Uh, made by Universal Cartoon Studios based on the 1993 Jurassic Park film, of course. Um, the series was to have the art and style of a graphic novel and was to be a blend of traditional and CG animation and was to feature many of the characters from the first film. Um, they made a trailer which was commissioned um, and awaited approval from Steven Spielberg, but he did not even bother to watch the wow, trailer. I, why? He says that he had grown tired of the great amount of merchandising and commercialism that Jurassic Park had received. But he just wasn't interested. And I guess it wasn't. I mean, he's in his that court. is disappointing. It is. I mean, I would have loved it. We In 2015, I guess when Jurassic World came out, they released a bunch of concept art, um, and some there were some ideas for like scenes that we could have had. They include Tim Murphy feeding um, a hypsilophodon with a hand puffet. Tim feeding a pterodactyl called Terry, spelt with a P. Um, Lex <laughs> Murphy like scuba diving with a Tylosaurus chasing him, and the Murphy children in an inflatable boat fleeing from a... Plesiosaurus. I'm assuming Tim and Lex would have been the main focus of the show. Like you said, with Camp Cretaceous, focused on kids. I mean, this would have been cool. And this would have been in the 90s where most movies were continued continued as an animated series. just spoke about Jumanji. You know. Godzilla. Men in Black. The Mask. There's more. Ace Ventura. Dumb and Dumber. They had continuations in animated forms. It's disappointing that we didn't get Jurassic Park then. And mm. I like that they're looking at a graphic novel as the approach. Maybe a bit grittier. Oh, yeah, maybe cool. They were saying it wasn't going to be aimed straight for kids. It was going to be. It was going to be family friendly, but not a kid show. But then so, if you look at Jurassic Park, the movie, it's a PG, but it's pretty exactly, scary. Not for kids. And yeah, it can be frightening. But overall, pretty family friendly, you know. It's oh, okay. what could have been. You know, yeah. I reckon that's your best trivia in a very long time. I thought I'd do something different. Let's not do something funny. <laughs> let's just let's just deliver some information. I like it. Yeah. Well and done. on that, I feel very proud of that. That's our that's our movie show. Uh, please go subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstewpodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Men in Black International and Murder Mystery. 
Sounds Like Comics did a recent episode looking at Conan the Barbarian from 1982, and Rewind and Review went back to 1995 to review Toy Story. Stay tuned for our upcoming review of Toy Story 4. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook as Twitter. Fuck. <laughs> as Twitter, fuck. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook.com oh. slash Twitter, fuck. <laughs>